Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Good evening. Welcome to WSBI, your resource for success podcast program, where you get to meet inspiring women-owned businesses from across the country. And now for your host, Kimberly McElmore. Good evening and welcome to WSBI, your resource for success podcast program, where you get to meet inspiring entrepreneurs and women-owned businesses from across the country. I am your host, Kimberly McLemore, CEO and founder of the Women's Small Business Initiative, LLC, and award-winning author. And welcome to another night of sharing. With us, we have Sunil Godsey. Sunil has spent his career implementing intuitive branding that leverages intuition to earn the trust of those who matter in under 14 seconds that helps crush the competition. Leveraging intuitive branding has not only had him successfully grow a number of ventures to close to 20 million as an entrepreneur, but he has also accelerated the success of other businesses, helping startups go from five to six figures in revenues and helping a number of Fortune 500 companies double their profits while solidifying their brand as the preferred choice in the marketplace. So without further ado, please help me welcome to my platform, Mr. Sunil Gatsi. Hey, Sunil, how are you? I am doing fantastic. Thanks for the opportunity to speak about intuition and how it's so valuable when it comes to your personal life and and also in business. Well, I'm telling you, I as we talked a little bit before we got started, I'm truly excited about having this conversation because I don't think that we use our intuition enough because we kind of second guess it. But before we dive into this, Sunil, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit more about who Sunil Gatsi really is? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the uh, the president of Radical Solutions group. And what I do is I look at the power of intuition and I use it to leverage um, leverage its power to really create trusted relationships. And so if you look at, I'll, I'll touch a, a slight, uh, a, a bit of uh, the podcasting view on, on the personal side, but switch to uh, business a little more so to keep in line with sort of the bio that you had. But if you look at um, the, the six, uh, how we live our lives, we're often living through the, the opinions, values, and, and thoughts and beliefs of other people and we've done this as we grow grow older for example when i was uh, five years old i remember uh, these video games that my dad wanted uh, i wanted to buy i but and my dad said they're too expensive mm-hmm. and i distinctly remember this voice saying sunil go door to door 
to raise money. And I had my two and a half year old brother in tow, lots of milk and cookies, and I raised $200 on a Saturday. Wow. $100 went to my dad. The other $100 went to charity because that was something I absolutely loved. So intuition for me uh, at, five, was, at five years old was really, really strong. And when I looked at the research, um, there was a paper that showed that intuition uh, is uh, is apparently uh, in babies as young as two months old when they looked at what they called intuitive physics. Mm-hmm. So the premise that I had is that you're born with intuition was something that's already backed bit by research. But what happens is when you grow, so many people give you their opinions, their beliefs, you have societal norms and all mm-hmm. these pressures that you fall into and you lose that relationship with yourself uh, or the trusted people that are really there as a foundation for success and you fall into the trap of following these these other people and they steer you away from what I call intuitive signals, and I'll get into under, uh, that uh, mm-hmm. in a bit here. But if you look at that happening to me, uh, now me being South Asian male, uh, and some people might be able to tell with my name, mm-hmm. but there's really kind of four career doors that you're afforded. One is a doctor, lawyer, yeah. engineer, or or failure. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I picked door number three, which was engineering, and mm-hmm. I hated it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and yet my intuition was bubbling up in me saying, you need to be an entrepreneur. And I continued to ignore it for societal norms, uh, for the love of my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I got into, I wasted three years in a career that I didn't enjoy. Yet in the second of my third year, I ended up becoming a private investor with a Mexican restaurant chain. And pretty soon, within a year, I was making five times more in dividends than I was as a civil engineer. And so I quickly quit engineering and that started my entrepreneurial journey. Wow. And what I quickly learned is that when you have that trust factor mm-hmm. with others in, in the business sense, then what happens is people want to work for you and then customers really want to come to buy your products and services because you have this trusted relationship with you. Uh, and that's what solidifies what I call intuitive branding. So mm-hmm. it starts with the leadership trusting himself or herself, um, being authentic enough to be slightly vulnerable, but also treating people with respect in the workplace, mm-hmm. um, allowing them to be creative, uh, allowing them to you know tell you that you're wrong. Right. Um, and it's a safe space for them. And so when you have that kind of a, an environment, that creates a culture of trust. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when I, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then when I looked at the science behind trust, that trust is actually starts in 33 milliseconds. And by the time you exchange time, effort, or money, that happens in under 14 seconds based on MRI studies. So if you cannot capture the trust of someone mm-hmm. within 14 seconds, you're finished. And in business, um, when you do have a trusted environment, and I have several case studies of this, uh, what happens is your top talents start coming from your competitors. Mm-hmm. You start to woo away the customers from yep. your competitors, and you starve them. And so the tagline I have for intuitive branding is essentially you eliminate your competition in under 14 seconds, and it's all based on intuition and leveraging its power for relationships. And so my career... Uh, my entrepreneurial career uh, with the $20 million I had with five or six businesses mm-hmm. was very much about having that trusted environment first. Right. 
and then and then the business followed and then that subsequently is something that I took uh, into uh, into consulting to mm-hmm. help other companies with mm-hmm. some big brands like Citibank and SAP uh, and Western Digital right. um, and and then now I've got the whole intuitive branding where I'm starting to uh, now coach uh, other businesses mm-hmm. uh, specifically on how to optimize their intuition um, and, and it's actually Intuition is really, really complex. Like we talk about this from, okay, we hear that voice or we get that gut feeling. Right. But the way that intuition really kind of functions, it's like when you drive a car. When you drive, sit in a car, you either turn the key or you, and nowadays you push a button. Mm-hmm. And you hear the whir of the engine. And so if the whir of the engine, those are what I call intuitive signals. And these signals, there's two types. Um, they're positive and negative signals. And so positive signals are the ones that tell you that the direction that you're about to go in is the right direction. It's mm-hmm. the right decision to make. And some of the more common positive signals are things like, you know, getting a, you know, feeling a pull or just feels right or the dots connecting. Right. Um, and the negative signals are ones that are a little bit more uncomfortable in nature. Mm-hmm. And these are the ones that are telling you, mm, that's not such a great decision. Right. Uh, and so... And so some of the ones, those rubs are that gut feeling or, you know, in my case, uh, you know, I lose my peripheral vision very quickly. I get hyper-focused and my eyebrows cross. And that's my sig- my first signal to say something that I'm thinking or about to do is not the right direction. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so, uh, and, and these are very unique because you and I have very unique experiences. Mm-hmm. And because we have unique experiences, so are our signals. So... Uh, in one really unique positive signal I heard is from a CEO. He's now run two multi-million dollar businesses based on this omen that pops up uh, behind his right rear shoulder. No color, no shape, but he just knows that there's this apparition that comes. And when this apparition comes, that's his positive intuitive signal saying, whatever you're doing, say yes. Wow. And the opposite when it comes to negative signals is I had this entrepreneur who I was interviewing on failure, uh, which was a subject of my first book of the two, my second book's gut, which is on intuition. And when I was asking about his intuitive signals, he says, you know what, Snell, I've never thought about intuitive signals. Yet, when he started to describe the stories of when he got into businesses for the wrong reasons, like money, fame, or ego, Mm -hmm. as he's telling the story, he's grabbing his left earlobe. And then 10 minutes in, he says, oh my God, Sunil, I just figure out what my intuitive signal is. Every bad decision that he's made that he can remember, his left earlobe pulsated with heat. And so that's where the uniqueness mm-hmm. of these signals come in. And so, yes, you know, we can have that voice or we can have that gut feeling. Right. But people, but people really have to take some time to dig deep and figure out what their unique inventory of signals are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so one question that I kept getting um, all the time was, well, these signals, I mean, are they, do they just, are they pulled from the air or like, where do they come from? And so if we go back to that car analogy, we can drive the car, but we don't necessarily have to be mechanics. Uh, you know, I don't mm-hmm. pop open the hood to figure out all the gears and the oil and all that right. stuff. I just feel gas and I drive. <laughs> right. But it, what feeds those signals are one of four different types of intuition. This is where we're starting to get into the complexity of intuition. 
And the best way that I can demonstrate what these four intuitive signals, uh, intuitive types are, is through a non-believer and taking this this friend of mine Mm -hmm. in one hour from completely dismissing intuition to completely believing in intuition. And so this fellow, his name is John Rothschild. He was in investment banking. And, you know, when you're in investment banking, your decisions are based on spreadsheets and data. There is no room for things like manifestation, Mm -hmm. voices from God. Mm -hmm. And back in 2012 and 13, when I was doing research for my second book, God, you know, he's looking at this and he's looking at me saying, Sunil, come on, you want to interview me on intuition? What are you talking about? Like, what are you smoking? That stuff doesn't exist, (laughs) right? So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is, I said, John, would you do an interview for me? He says, you know what? I haven't seen you for for, uh, a couple of years. Why don't you come down? I'll give you an hour and let's just catch up. So I've got my film crew with me mm-hmm. driving to, to see him. And I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is going to be such a great interview. Right. Um, and so I set up my camera and, and the camera's on. So this is now recording. Uh, and so I, I tell him about the CEO that sees omens. Um, and he goes, you know what, Sunil? I really wish I could shake that guy's hand. But come on. Like, OK, listen, any decision you make is based on learning and experience. And so now starts my journey of educating John Mm -hmm. on intuition. And so one of the first of the four types of intuition is called experiential intuition. And so, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you're born with intuition. And when you're born, there's five to 6,000 experiences per day that you have. When you're older, 28 to 35,000 experiences that you have. And every single piece of experience, every single piece of learning, both good or bad, mm-hmm. formal or, or informal, goes into the subconscious area of your brain like a library. So if you look at your brain like an iceberg, 90% below water is a subconscious area of brain. The 10% above water is a conscious part of the brain. And so when you are about to make a decision, You've got billions and billions and billions of data points already just by living Mm -hmm. that informs those signals to tell you that, okay, here's some experience that's telling you that the decision that you had, that you're about to make has worked in the past. Go ahead with it. That's a positive signal. Or conversely, if you're about to make a decision that didn't work out in the past for you or somebody else and and the intuitions caught that, it's going to send you a negative signal saying, that's not so good because in the past it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And so in some cases, your intuition has you go against the data. And John was looking at me and he says, that's kind of funny, Sunil, that you mentioned that because I actually have an example of that happening. And I said, well, please tell me what happened. And so John was in the business of putting franchise locations in like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what what his team would do is they would take a look at a fran- possible franchise location on a benchmarking system out of 10. And a 9 out of 10 meant that they'd put a franchise location in there and they would look at things like demographics, uh, development in the area, and traffic patterns as examples. Um, and so there was this really crappy area of Toronto, Canada, 
where his team looked at it and they said, they said, this is a five and a half out of 10. It's not going to work. And now we're going to get into the second of the four called situational intuition. And we've all had this where we go into an environment and we go, huh, something's off. And that's situational intuition uh, playing a role. And so what John does is he walks into this dilapidated area of Toronto and he's looking around and he says, and I'm paraphrasing now, he says, I, you know, I've been thinking that we should put a location here. And he goes, perhaps it's intuition. I'm not sure. But he went against his team's data mm-hmm. and he put a location in there. He put a, a franchise and that franchise location happened to be the first uh, uh, first franchise location for the beer market, which ended up being the most profitable franchise under his whole brand portfolio. Wow. And so at some point, John's purpose changes. And he, instead of wanting to be an investment banker, was said that to himself that I want to actually own a business. And now we're going to get into the third of the four called relational intuition. And what relational intuition does is it filters people through to only allow people in your inner circle mm-hmm. who are people who are going to be true foundations for your success. They really care about your success. They're not yes people. They will give you the constructive criticism, but their goal is to see you succeed in life. Uh, and that's what relational intuition does. And so in John's case, when his purpose changed, everything that had to do, everybody who was associated with money, fame, ego, high-end restaurants, private jets, limousines, financial security, all of these people said, John, you have a three to $4 million a year job and you want to run it to, you want to run a tiny restaurant or, mm-hmm. or you want a, a business? Like, what are you doing? Are you nuts? Yet the only person who ever asked him why was his wife. Wow. And so at this point, we're about 45 to 50 minutes in the interview. Mm-hmm. And we started this interview with him saying, Sunil, intu- intuition does not exist. And now when he's describing this situation, he says his wife asked him why. I'm paraphrasing. This is now on camera. He says, Sunil, sometimes you can have all the data in the world, but you have to trust your intuition. Mm-hmm. And, he looked at his, and he looked at his wife and he said, this just feels right. Mm-hmm. That's the intuitive signal. There's the intuitive signal. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth of the four is called creative intuition. Creative intuition is the actual decision that you make. Um, and if you're eating a sandwich or turning left at the lights, that's not very creative. Mm-hmm. And so your creative intuition in those cases is low. But in John's case, this is a guy making three to four million dollars a year going to run a brand new company. And you would also think that his intuition picks a company uh, or a, a business that has sort of healthy cash flow, strong revenues, right. and you know some some good you know uh, good balance sheet. Mm-hmm. Nope, not his. His intuition says, John. You go run this tiny bankrupt little restaurant. That's what I'm going to set up for you. And so John does. He listens to his intuition, rolls up his sleeves, walks into that tiny bankrupt little restaurant. That tiny bankrupt little restaurant ended up being Eastside Mario's location number one. And over the next 20 years before he retired, he grew that one location to, into over a thousand under oh brand gosh. names. And he amassed a $2 billion empire. Why? 
because it all felt right. Right. That's the power of intuition. That's the complexity of intuition. And that's how intuition speaks to you through these signals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's it. And that's the complexity of it. And so my role is to take that complexity and imprint that onto leadership teams and mm-hmm. men and, and employees and customers. And it drives how they do their marketing decisions, how they do their sales decisions, how do they treat their employees, how do they make their hiring decisions, right. all based on the four types of intuition and mm-hmm. intuitive signals. And it guides them tremendously to drive that trust that they so need. Wow. Oh my goodness, you, know, you just dropped some major, major, as I call, pink nuggets <laughs> to the listeners. Awesome, awesome. And, you know, to, to hear what you're saying, I'm going to backtrack a little bit and, and we'll kind of go back through this whole conversation a little bit more because, you know, in the beginning when you talked about your your career and, you know, and you being Asian and the things that you go through and you have the four options, you know, it, I find that all of us people of color have always been given that well, here's your options in life. You know, you, you can only yeah. do these two things. And for us, it's always, I've always heard, well, you get education, you go get a job. You know, we, yep. we heard that for, for years and years to come because that's the safe thing. That was the conformity. That's the thing that we've all been taught. And, the, and to be able to come out of that conformity and do what you want to do, times we're chastised for that. You know, yep. you're, you're being told... And, you know, obviously, you know, it's not just about people of color, but people in general are constantly being told what they cannot do. I see more and more of our generations coming out today where they're saying, hey, I don't want to take this career path. I don't want to do education. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I want to live my life in full. And they're using their given talents. But I also wonder if they even understand that it's at that intuition that they've been given and that we've all have had and planted in us from the time that we've been brought into this world that, you know, that's what a lot of these uh, generations of today are doing. And that's what you are retraining our brains to learn to do. Um, What is your thought process on that? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's, that's exactly what happens. So first of all, this, this whole concept of intuition and signals and four types is something that I had to figure out. Um, mm-hmm. And I had to look at the science of it and really kind of, uh, and I interviewed over a thousand people before I kind of got wow. this model down. Mm-hmm. And so what I, what I ended up finding out is we're so inculcated in society with um, these, the way that we make the decisions based on the values and opinions of others mm-hmm. that we forget that we have these intuitive signals and we don't really actually realize that these are signals until it, they get so loud that we can't uh, ignore them anymore. And in fact, mm-hmm. I had someone who was in a bad relationship. And so she got into a situation where she was, some guy was, was really getting her financially destitute mm-hmm. and the signals were there. Like the, the rumblings were there to leave, but she kept ignoring those subtle ones because she, she didn't recognize them. And then mm-hmm. slowly, but surely they got louder. And she, then she heard the words get out. Um, and there was a CEO of a nine-figure company, and he knew he wanted to leave. And again, the rumblings of intuition, the the, the subtle intuitive signals that were saying you got to get out. And he kept ignoring them, ignoring mm-hmm. them, ignoring them. And then mm-hmm. he was in the back of an Uber, and he couldn't control the words. It just came out, get, uh, quit. You got to quit. That's it. It just came out. And so he goes to this board. Of, this is a nine-figure mortgage business. And he wow. says, "I'm quitting." And they're, they're looking at him, going, uh, "You've lost your you mind." <laughs> yeah, we're 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 on the Inc. Five Thousand. 
Um, oh my gosh. Uh, we have a high glass door uh, ceiling rating. We have a huge trusted environment, and you want to leave? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. And so, sure enough, six months later, um, the company imploded because of uh, the economy. So, wow. uh, you know, it is, timing is, is perfect there for him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But the problem I find after interviewing over a thousand people is that the only time that they really realize that intuition plays a major role is when they kind of hit rock bottom or right. something major has happened to them, that they have to make a change. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when we start to listen to people who don't really care about our success, we get into situations that we start going downhill, downhill, downhill. And we're so focused on the, on the, the, the hill that's going down the slope mm-hmm. that we forget to look up. And if we did look up, you would have seen signal after signal, rope after rope that right. are trying to pull you out. And the only time you're going to go look up is when you do hit rock bottom mm-hmm. because there's only one way to look. Right, exactly. And that is up, right. And and that's when they realize intuition is there. Right. And, you know, when when you're calling it intuition, in my brain, I'm looking at it as red flags, you know, things that we we know we have. Like you said, you have those feelings you have, whether it's coming from the gut, whether everybody does, like I said, it's it's a different feel for everybody. But I think that, you know, after you, you said, when you've talked to all these people and they had to hit rock bottom in order to realize that there was something wrong they ha- they you know there's something wrong but it's how do you handle it how do you deal with it before you yep. get to rock bottom so what do you train and how do you train these people to realize that you don't have to get to the bottom in order to get back up to the top absolutely so the, so the, there's there's the first step is to get them to find out what their unique inventory of positive and negative signals are and so and your listeners can do this right now or right after this podcast. And what they do is they take a sheet of paper and let's take, let's take two sheets of paper. You have one and you put a line down the middle. And then what you do is you start listing the decisions that you made that were good or great decisions in, you know, in the past. Uh, in, in the past. Mm-hmm. And so beside that, in the next column, what you, what you write down is what did it feel like? And so what you do in that case is that's your positive intuitive signal. Then you take the second sheet of paper and you do the exact same thing, except you use the bad decisions mm-hmm. that, that, that didn't work. And where you have to be careful with the bad decisions is that because, as I was telling you earlier, your, your intuitive signals start to get louder and louder uh, when you start to ignore them. When you write down a bad decision... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You have to be careful to ask, was that the first bad decision or the fourth one? Mm. And if it was the fourth one, what was the preceding decision that triggered that decision? And you keep going until you nail the first decision, because mm. that first decision is that subtle intuitive signal that you have. And Oprah calls it a whisper. Right. And, um, and so that's what you need to do. And so the, the problem is if you don't do this homework properly, so let's say you and I go for coffee and, and we go through this exercise and you've done your homework and I'm a lazy bum and I haven't. And so let's say um, we're discussing this exercise and you say, you know, Sunil, um, when I went through this exercise, I identified that my gut, when I get that gut feeling, that's signal number one for me. And so I would, because I'm lazy and I didn't do it, I'd say, oh yeah, yeah, I, the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. But in my case, if that gut feeling is actually signal number three, then that means that anytime I get that gut feeling, uh, yes, it's a negative signal, but it just means that I've missed signal number one and signal number two. Right. And if I've missed signal number one and signal number two, that means I've made two bad decisions. And so resulting in the third bad decision. Mm-hmm. So, those two bad decisions could be me simply stubbing my toe or my business could be headed towards bankruptcy. I just don't know. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing I do is to take a look at their intuitive signals. And then I get the leadership team to take a look at the four types of intuition. And I get them to go through a, a quiz that shows them which of the four types are they the most strongest in again, based on their past experience. And so we all are strongest in one of the four types. And my job is to get them to look at their decision making Mm -hmm. so that they equalize the other three to bring the other three up. So if you're strong in, let's say, relational intuition, then my job is to get you stronger in situational, experiential and creative intuition, because you need all four for that for them to be in sync. And the leadership team, that's what I do with the leadership team. And then what we do is we, we take that to marketing decisions, sales decisions, hiring decisions, where we use the same thing. We use all four types uh, and intuitive signals of the team involved in those decisions 
and that's how you have great sales programs, marketing programs, because they're tapping into the intuition of others. And that's that trust. So once you understand the signals and you understand the four types, now you understand how other people are going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And then you just map every decision based on that template and away you go. And so to give you a very good example, I had a company that was, I was brought in to consult and uh, they were close to about $400,000 in revenues and on the way down. And I was known as a turnaround expert at one time. And uh, so they said, Neil, we need help. And so the very first thing I do is we have a meeting of all the employees to gauge kind of the trust level. And it was very clear that there was zero trust between the employees and the two co-CEOs, none. You can tell by body language, the type of uh, questions that were asked, the tone of the questions, sometimes even the tone of the email sent back and forth. And that gave me a gauge of the amount of trust in the organization. So I basically told the two co-CEOs, you have to back off on all the decisions. If you want this fixed, you have to let me lead. Mm-hmm. And they said, fine. So one of the very first things I do is I raise all the salaries. And now they're scratching their heads going, oh, my God, I think we made a mistake <laughs> hiring Sunil. Like, Get this but, guy out of here. <laughs> yeah, but they were, they were underpaid uh, and they were not listened to. So I fixed the underpaid part to get them above market rates as a sign of respect. And that's what they deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next thing I did is that I involved all the employees to say, how do you guys think we should fix the company? Because they're the ones that know. And by me just simply asking them for their opinion and taking action on their suggestions as a cohesive unit, they saw that trust that I trusted them and I trusted them enough to implement that they started to trust me. Right. And within one year, we stabilized the company. And then I went on an expansion spree with that company. And um, I was able to look at expand expansions, putting in expansion locations. All the employees backfilled with the policies, the procedures, all the transactional stuff that I needed because they trusted me. Mm-hmm. And they came together as a team to help me out. And so we went from, by the time I left, we went from basically 300000 about $400,000 in suffering to $3.5 million in two years with a $10 million revenue rate the next year. And I, I basically left that for them. And um, to give you a sense of what happened to the competitors, because my tagline is, uh, uh, is eliminate your competition in under 14 seconds. Right. This company was in the physiotherapy, massage therapy type of health space, what we call allied health. Mm-hmm. And this allied health, um, typically a, an allied health business um, would typically get, I would say, anywhere from 300000 maybe $400,000 top line revenue, maybe. Um, ours was billing out at a million plus per location and we took, took their patients. Um, we had actually patients coming and bringing teams of people. They had so much fun being treated for physiotherapy that we would have these (laughs) curtains in between say, open the curtains. We're all telling jokes. Uh, I mean, it was such a collegial atmosphere. Uh, so they felt 
really uh, really good as customers or clients or mm-hmm. you know, patients, if you will. Uh, the employees were bringing their their friends in. They they were having such a great t- time. We trusted them for their opinions, how they wanted things. If they failed, they were allowed to fail. There was no harm done. So employees were coming from the competitors. We're, we're taking their patients who were naturally coming, and then the word was getting around town mm-hmm. that wow, this new this this new company came in, and they they like everybody's going to them. So the marketplace is loving what we're doing, and the companies around us folded. Four or five of them within a couple of months started wow. getting squeezed by cash, and uh, within six months to a year, all the competitors were gone in the wow. in the area. Well, so, you um, know, and it was just all bust and trust. Exactly. But I was going to say, too, it sounds like, you know, this company originally started out with just, oh, I need to make money. You know, forget about what everybody else needs. We got to have money in our pockets. You know, we want to make this their way. And then when you don't listen to the people who are literally every day doing the work for you, they can see where the problems lie. They can see what needs, you know, to be improved. And them not listening almost put them in a position where they could have been closed as soon as they opened up. And so, you know, with your um, experiences and your understanding of how to use the proper intuition, but it's a big part of it is truly just listening to people, you know, and then building and having everything sync that together as it should, because I think that's what any, even if it's not business, personally, it's the same way. You know, all these, these four concepts that you're talking about, people can use every day in their everyday life. And, you know, I think that all these people that you've interviewed and the people that you've helped being able to have them accelerate a business in that manner, I think is phenomenal just because of some very basic, um, I won't say skill sets, but intuitions and things that we have within us that we just sometimes are so scared to utilize because in our mind, you, you kind of fight with your mind saying, well, this is wrong, but no, this is right. You know, like you had the little devil and angel on, on the shoulder experience, you know, yep. and, um, and I'm listening to all your stories and I'm thinking, wow, you know, how many other people would be much more successful in life alone if they would just use their tuition and understand how to utilize it? Absolutely. And 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 there's there's a couple of reasons why. Well, there's one big reason why people don't seem to trust their intuition or their intuitive signals, even though they get it, is because this one this one thing called fear. And there's actually three types of fear. And mm-hmm. so if I go back to the science of intuition, um, there's a couple of things that uh, that have come up when I looked at some of the MRI studies. And one was that when you use your intuition, it hits the amygdala, which is the basically the primitive part of the brain. And there's only two things that happen when that part of the brain gets lit. It's, it's telling you either you're going to be eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, mm-hmm. which is a negative intuitive signal. Your intuition is going to say run um, or not. You're not. It's very that simple. And that's a positive intuitive signal. But because we're creatures of habit, because we all just want status quo, Mm -hmm. when our intuition is telling us to change our lives, what happens is we start to fear. We fear uh, three types of fear, fear of change, fear of failure, Mm -hmm. and fear of the unknown. And even though intuition is telling you, go in this direction, Mm -hmm. you get fearful of that and you don't. And a great case study I had was a fellow by the name of David Dane. And David was in a wheelchair all his life. And his absolute dream was to actually feel the sand and the water on a beach uh, in his toes. Mm-hmm. And he ignored his intuition for so many years. And finally, he got the courage to say, I'm going to do it. And 
he wheels, he gets wheeled up to that edge where the sand and the water meet his toes. And he's, they're just caressing his toes and he is just having a ball. And then his biggest fear happened and he falls flat into the water on his mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. And so he was thinking, what, are, this is embarrassing. What are other going to pe- people going to think? Uh, you know, and then he stops himself, say, why am I bothered about what other people think? Right. And he mm-hmm. said, I have two things I can do at this moment. Sunil. One is that I can succumb to that fear and forever regret turning my dream into a reality. I am right here. Or I can listen to the signal that my intuition is saying, it's, which is telling me, come on, Dave, take a step in the right direction. Come on, Dave, you can take another step into the ocean and then take a third step. Mm-hmm. And what he does is that he slowly walks into the ocean and he uh, ends up going to the point where he, he the water hits the chin. Oh, wow. And then he turns around. And that's when he said, I was blown away by how far I had come. And so that's how what happens when you trust your intuition to live in the present moment. You mm-hmm. trust your signals mm-hmm. and you keep walking until and 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 that's how far you get and so one of the the other problems that we have is that something called opportunity cost when we decide to not listen to our intuition Mm -hmm. and what opportunity cost is it's not just the cost of not listening to your intuition it's also the cost of the gain that you've lost if you would have trusted your intuition and i'll give you a very very simple example Mm -hmm. One of the fellows I interviewed was a fellow by the name of Vin Jang. This guy was an international uh, magician and a communicator. And in 2016, he was speaking to over 100,000 people on, st- on 80 stages around the world. And everything looked rosy on the outside. High-end cars, downtown L.A., mm-hmm. apartment, uh, you know, hobnobbing with the hobnobbers. And everything looked great on the outside yet his intuition was bubbling and was saying you are full of crap (laughs) and in 2016 it was so loud that he told his wife i gotta fix this because i feel like crap wow so he goes he goes to new zealand introducing wondersuite from bluehost.com the tool that makes wordpress wonderful for everyone Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Just himself, and he starts putting up these values 
up on the wall. Mm-hmm. And after he put these values up on the wall, he looks at them and he says, hold on now. That's what my wife wants. That's what my manager wants. That's what my customers want. Where's Vin? Like, where am I? Right. And he takes on down those values and he starts putting up his own values, what he wanted in life. And what he said, what he thought would be a cathartic exercise, one that was really freeing, he was telling me it was actually haunting because for the very first time in his life, he gave himself permission to live life according to his rules. Mm -hmm. So he comes back from New Zealand with all this energy and vigor and he falls back in the same old pattern, same old people. Mm -hmm. And six months, six months go by Mm -hmm. and his parents come up from Australia and his mom pulls him aside, really concerned. And she tells him this saying in Vietnamese that basically says, if you hang around squid, Mm -hmm. eventually you're going to get some ink on you. And she said, you're hanging around a lot of squid. This is not my boy. And that was the intuitive moment he needed to finally take action. And so he traded in his Mercedes, got the minivan, went out to the suburbs, cut out, cut off all the people in his life mm-hmm. because they were meaningless. Right. They didn't move his life forward. Um, and so when I, when I heard that story, uh, you know, I said, well, then... And Vin said, I lost six months of my life. And I said, mm. well, Vin, it's actually more than that. More than and this that, is yeah. What yeah, because it's not just the six months of, of that you've lost ignoring your intuition, but you've also lost six months that you could have gained mm-hmm. by trusting your intuition. So you've actually lost a full year of your life, my friend. And if you're in the business of helping 100,000 people a year wow. to improve their lives, how many people have you left behind? And how many people did you did you uh, uh, did you let down? Yeah. And he said he just said I never ever thought about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's amazing how many people that you've talked to that reminds me in my in my head I'm thinking that that all these individuals were so busy chasing money and not their purpose. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. they realized what their purpose was because they started to listen to their intuition and started to learn from these things that it was already there, but realizing, like you said, how much they have lost because they were so mm-hmm. busy chasing what, whatever it was, that dream, you know, that desire, you know, this, the American dream, everybody tells you, you have to do. And then mm-hmm. you got, like you said, all these other people telling you, this is the direction you should go, that you should do it this way. And it's funny how when we start these businesses, you know, we have a clear path. You know what you really want to do. And sometimes, you know, the path has to be changed because it doesn't always work out that the way that you thought it would. But that's because you're mm-hmm. also paying attention to that intuition until you start allowing other people to put their say into everything you do. Or like you say, you're trying to follow what that conformity might be. And so it's mm-hmm. just interesting to hear all these stories that, 
really, you know, we all have gone through at one time or another in our lives and some people are still continuing to go through it. And I guess that my, my other question is, and then we're going to kind of close this down, um, that how did things happen and how many people reached out or who did you work with during the pandemic? You know, cause that was a lot of time to be able to sit still to rethink your life, to figure out what it is you're doing, how this is really affecting you personally and professionally. And if you have a business, how does it affect the business? So what people did you have to deal with or, you know, who came to you during that time frame saying, hey, you know, I need to get myself together and these are my thoughts? Yeah, so so once the pandemic hit, uh, once there was sort of the emotional upheaval and things kind of settled down, what one, one of the things that it did was to have that individuals and companies actually realize, okay, what am I here for? Mm-hmm. Like they've been stripped of this, that, the other, the economy is going cra- down uh, a rabbit hole that who knows how deep it is. And they've gotten themselves detached from all those externalities to now have those discussions to say, okay, where do I really want to go from here? So when it came to the personal coaching side, I quickly started getting, you know, the, my groups started getting larger. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then I'd had, I had a couple other coaches that had to take on uh, their larger, uh, their larger groups as well. So that got increased. And then I had more companies starting to come to ask me about, okay, so first of all, how do we implement intuitive branding into our organizations? And then how do we do it even with remote teams? Um, and that's the beauty of intuition is because the four, types and the signals are based on the individual and that if, you, if you're in sync uh, in a two-way trusted relationship, then it doesn't matter mm-hmm. about seeing somebody face-to-face or the geography doesn't matter as much because you're reading into the, uh, the, the tone, you're reading emails, you're reading body language. So you can catch a lot of these things early. So you can catch conflict early. Mm-hmm. You can catch whether somebody's being deceitful or honest very early. And so that on my business side that got busier um and then i've had more people reach out from uh, there's an augmented reality team building exercise i have where it has people look through two tablets with two murder uh, two uh, crime scenes and uh, they have police reports and video interviews and so i've had a number of people number of companies actually um, engage me for that um, and we had to do that more virtually where i had to send out the tablets and then mm-hmm. uh, they'd have to interview two potential suspects which we had as actors, and then pitch, pin which one of the two crime scenes was done by which of the two suspects. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's, it's so I've, I've definitely become busier. Um, and then, of course, I've got increased my content. I've got two podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, one on, uh, on intuition, one on intuitive branding. And so they've been really, really increasing in sort of uh, people listening and downloading the I've got, I think I've tracked it in over 30 countries now uh, for both of them. So, um, and I'm increasing the content. So I've been definitely much busier. My team's expanded. Um, And for me, I'm loving it because people are now coming into figuring out who they really are. And there's such a long-term satisfaction for this Mm -hmm. that it makes me super happy. Well, you definitely have, you know, brought some... (laughs) Some huge attention here, you know, and I'm hoping that the listeners will truly value what you're talking about and really take another look at themselves and realize that, you know, gosh, I just made this 
decision was it the right decision yesterday you know or today or, or whatever the case may be i really believe that intuition is a, is a very important part of your life like i said whether it's personal or whether it's professional and if we do listen to those gut instincts and start to balance it because for me i always talk about the fact that if it's not everything in sync for me i definitely mm-hmm. know that is not the direction i'm going to go whether it's personal or whether it's you know business um, and a lot of times people don't get that, you know, it's like, you know, they'll, they'll try to throw that, Hey, well, the numbers are here and you know, this is going to be perfect. It's going to work. It's like, yeah, but something's missing. <laughs> you know, And, and mm-hmm. I have definitely have learned to listen through that. Um, I don't know if it's a, a big part of it too, is my personal experiences, you know, um, going through domestic abuse too, you kind of have a whole different outlook of what you've gone through in life and start to pay more attention to those triggers, those the, that intuition of feeling something's not right. And, you know, it's unfortunate, like you said, that you have to hit that rock bottom or have to go through a certain experience like to realize that it's always been there. And if you learn to utilize that tool or that resource that you have within you, then things will definitely move um, much smoother for you. And, you know, as I always tell people at the end of the day, you have to learn to trust the journey that you're on because it is, life is a journey and uh, business is no different in that perspective. And, um, you know, what you're doing is amazing. I love how that you're bringing this out of people um, professionally. And I'm sure that even though it's all done professionally, that, you know, personally it hits them in a different way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, because intuition doesn't, it, it doesn't discern between your personal and professional life. All it mm-hmm. looks at is what's the decision you're making and is this right for you based on your values, uh, and your company's values, your core values and what your purpose is. And that's it. And so it's a positive signal or a negative signal. It's now up to you to listen to that. Um, and it's up to you to sharpen those skills, exactly. um, you know, with or without me. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even if you fail, this is the one thing I say. Some people are afraid of failure. That's fine because what happens is if you fail or have a hurdle, that's fantastic because now what you do is you have another signal that you missed that you can now add to the to the inventory mm-hmm. so that you'll never make that bad decision again. Exactly. So, um, and and so yeah, that's it's it just helps people um, just grow immensely and find that personal success, which is very intrinsic in nature, and, and they are so happy from the inside and they forget about what happens on the outside. Right, exactly. Well, all right. Well, wow. So, you know, we could talk for hours on this because this is Absolutely. such an amazing topic of conversation. And like I said, you have definitely provided us some um, excellent information tonight. And I truly, truly hope that people listen to this over and over because this um, interview tonight has just been off the chain. So I'm, I'm excited that we got the opportunity to connect. But before you go, could you please tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you and also where they can purchase your books as well? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to SunilGodsey.com, uh, there's everything there on intuitive branding. Pretty soon I'll have a webinar there. Uh, there'll be a webinar on the process of intuitive branding. So you can always take a look at how I do things uh, in a little bit more, more detail with some case studies. You can purchase my books there. Um, and I, there's also the um, audiobook is there for guts. So uh, that's all. That's where you can go for those resources. So I'm hoping you can support me. And uh, now that he's just taking a peek at what I'm doing. And if you like what I do, and want to find success in your life, give me a call. All right. Well, 
couldn't end the, in a better way. So again, I thank you for coming on tonight. Like I said, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. And of course, you know, for everybody else, you know, if, if you haven't been listening, like I said, you, you need to go back and re-listen because you, we've learned a lot about leveraging our intuition this evening. And it always kind of leads me into asking the same question um, each week about, you know, our dreams and our goals and how we're going to get that, how we're going to get there. So if you're really, truly interested and prepared and want to take those next steps, please, you know, reach out to me at Kimberly at WSBILC at gmail.com. Let's have that chat. Let's talk about those goals and those things that you desire and let's make it happen. And of course, if you want more of your resource for success, we do take monetary donations to support the podcast and we will provide the information for you in the, um, the, the, the information on the DM uh, for you, or you could also go to www.wsbilc.com, which is the website, and you can also do your donation there if you'd like to support us. And again, we would like to thank you all for listening to us tonight. We will be back next week with more amazing guests. Be sure to follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your podcast. But until then, you enjoy the rest of your evening and good night. Good night, everyone. We will be back next Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Follow us on Spreaker, www.spreaker.com slash user slash WSBI. View our new WSBI website anytime at www.wsbillc.com and on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.